up with this list. Some of the whatever face podcast. Oh, but you at least got to get the name right. Is that not it? Whatever face is it? Is it that what it's called? No, that's what they said it was okay, called. Okay, whatever okay. face pocket. I thought you were just oh. missing it. I'm like, Christian, I got this Westbrook jersey for you, dog. You got what jersey? Yo. This Westbrook. Yo, my boy, my boy, my boy in the chat. He just said, uh, if him, if the first thing he does is uh say to Westbrook, you gotta come off the bench. I told him that him will be a future goal coach, and we'll have a chip on deck. That's what I said. <laughs> All right, listen, listen, Robert Griffin, R- Griffin Jr. face. We got Curtis Painter face, and we have <laughs> Sebastian Janikowski face. My three guys, uh, they've been up here numerous times. My my, oh, my spicy bro, CJ. Spicy bros, you already know, you already know. My spicy bro, CJ. We got Black Hawk and Chris Broussard, and my man, Coop, is in the building. Fellas, how y'all doing? Good, good. They names sound like a bad porno already. So I just want to say that. <laughs> you know what it is? I ain't going to lie. With everything going on in the world, it is good to hear my brothers in good spirits. So Absolutely. I'm Absolutely. Yeah, we're going we to um, touch on everything that's going on in the world, but I want to do a little lighthearted stuff first. Um, and with that, I'm going to open it up with some questions for you gentlemen. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> All right, these are completely random. Uh, don't think about the answers. This is not a, 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 a test for work or anything like that. It's literally for shits and giggles. And I'm just going to throw out one per person and then I'll switch up the order. So, Coop, what's the weirdest thing on your bucket list? The weirdest thing on my bucket list. Um... <sighs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Weirdest thing, I want to, I want to, I want to like visit a random state that like nobody goes to visit, like, like Wyoming or some shit. Like, let me just get, like, let me just go to Arkansas <laughs> something. Like, just visit a random state that nobody just goes to just to learn some stuff. Like, let's go to Idaho. Like who just says we're taking a vacation at all? So I would say that's a weird thing on my bucket list, just to visit a non-popular uh, vacation spot. That's a good answer. You, you, you want to learn about potatoes and shit? Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, <it's> just... <laughs> yeah. uh, Black Hawk, what is what does your brain try to make you do, and you have to resist yourself? You have to resist yourself trying not to do it. Um, uh, I'll answer for him. It's I'll, defending the Lakers and Westbrook. <laughs> I was about to say, fall in love with Westbrook. I was going to say, I was sitting though. I was sitting on that. I said, I'm going to let him answer though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if it's it's on the same on the same uh like the same like emotion. But I have a really bad temper, so you can't see it right now because I'm like real chill. So like uh. When things take me off and stuff, I have a, uh, I'll be having to like, you know, uh, taking minutes to myself and stuff, so I don't act like I used to. So and refrain. That's why you are the Black Hulk, bro. I, it's, Black Hulk. That, that <laughs> makes sense. No, no, it incredible makes incredible Hulk, bro. Like if you it see makes Christian sense. and how violent this man is for no reason, like you would completely understand why we call this man Black Hulk. Like it's just. It's, yeah, you know what? That that fits, and you can't run away from that for the rest of your life. Your nicknames are given to us; we don't choose them. So, there you go. 
CJ, yes, sir. what would you name your car if it's not named already? Um, I would have to name my car like Ruth or some shit like that. Like just a motherly, like safe. Because back in the day, like I got a history of like fast cars, like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that like was very selfish and, uh, you know, very... <laughs> Fast and the Furious inspired. So now I'm just, you know, I got a Toyota Corolla, you know, family car. And it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's exactly, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And especially with as high as gas prices are right now, I'm very fortunate for Ruth. And, uh, you know, how <laughs> she's been holding down the family through this whole thing. So this guy want to be Dom Toretto so bad and change Yo, I, to yo, bro, man. forget Dom Toretto. I oh, thought he was the whack one. Nah, listen, I thought he was the whack one in the series. I wanted to be the Puerto Rican Paul Walker. That's what I used to call myself. <laughs> That's how I was rocking out, man. I had I low key, day. I low key was a fan, a fan of Tyrese. I ain't gonna hold y'all. Yo, hey, nah, that's, another, that's another one. Like, there's so many underrated drivers in that series. And yeah. back in the day, I was I had a I had a 2006 Acura RSX that was a sleeper. That shit had you know all kinds of stuff going on. So it was it was fun. It was fun times. <laughs> All right, CJ, we're going to do a snake draft like uh, fantasy football. Uh, will you be willing to move to another country without your friends and family? No, absolutely not. I think, especially in the current state of the world, that's just a recipe for disaster. And especially when in times like this it's my friends and my family that keep me grounded the most you know what i'm saying like it there's just so much going on in the world that's triggering and like you know me valuing how far i've come with my mental health and how you know i'm just really at a place of peace and happiness right now i just couldn't see me doing that to myself like that's just you know i mean i can't as tightly nip as of a group as we have, like, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, we all think of each other as family. So how would any of us feel waking up and not being able to hit the group chat and connect or, you know, being able to see your kids or, you know, your loved ones, your girl, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's not a smart move at all to me. Like, I would have, I would actually have trouble understanding somebody that was just able to do that and pick up and dip like that. Like, that's, that's a major... Yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like that's just, like maybe back in the days it was a lot easier, but right now, like in the current state of the world, after you know, now you can't even say after COVID because the shit is still going on. You know what I'm saying? Like in the current state of how things are and with all these, you know, mass shootings and everything, like like hell no, bro. Like I, if anything, I would think we would need to be closer and like you know what I'm saying? Like we all separate, like you know, everybody lives in their own state and doing their own thing, but it's still somehow very tight knit and very in contact with each other. So I, 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 that's something that I can't sacrifice. Me, I just can't do it. I, I don't know about the next person, but I would Black Hulk, what was the worst phase of your life, Black Hulk? The worst phase? Yep. Uh, dang, I had a lot of phases back in the day when I was like <laughs> down and out. Uh, um, I'll pro uh, pro probably when I was homeless. Yeah, probably when I was homeless. But then um, between that and then I spent a year in Charlotte, which kind of like changed my life forever. So I had to go through a lot of ups and downs when I was in Charlotte, like a lot of fights and stuff, a lot of jumpings and stuff like that, like a lot of crazy stuff. So those are like two crazy parts of my life. So 
I say those. Y'all niggas, y'all niggas really trying to take us down a serious path early. Never mind. Yo, you know, you but, yo, but, you're the one who asked the question. What am I supposed to say? Yeah, oh, when the Lakers <laughs> lost or something. <laughs> when, uh, my fault. When LeBron lost, uh, he didn't make the playoff. Yo, you know it's crazy to even hear an answer from like from you like that because you just such a such a peaceful and level-headed dude that it's like, that's a crazy answer from you. You know what I'm saying? So that's like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's wild, bro. Like, I'm yeah. glad you're not in that space anymore. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. Appreciate you, appreciate you, man. Coop. I'm here. How do you inspire other people? Oh, man. Through love, respect, and believing. In Absolutely. 100%. I can say you inspire me like that, bro. Like, you... Uh, it's, it's both of y'all, like, you know what I'm saying? You, all three of y'all, really, like, I can really say that that's an answer that sticks well with all three of y'all. We've all had discussions where we, you know what I'm saying, got advice from each other and just that support <laughs> system. And I mean, all even right. with our battle coming up, cool, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, I'm thinking like, yo, this is, you know, like, if we get chippy with these stuff, but I can't even, like, I can't even do the back and forth with you, really, because it's like, there's that level of respect, man. It's just like, I, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody who... I respect and I just think it's going to be a good time. I don't even have to be all of that. Like, it's just going to be, you know, good spirits, but it's also going to be that competitiveness because we both had that in us. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the battle because that's where we're going next. I wanted to sort of kind of do a recap of uh, the corner tournament that we got going on. Um, and go I did this. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, I, my, I think I still got my notes. Hold on. <laughs> I think I still got my scorecard. All right, we're going to do uh, the first battle, the second battle, and then just a preview of uh, the joints this week. But for the listeners that have no clue what I'm talking about, for two years now, we've had this close-knit family uh, in the corner that, like, kind of sanctioned off into our, our, our own little group and we started doing verses before verses was a thing over right. two years ago and we kept it up for two for the better part of two years almost any three artist now. in the world yeah, yeah, yeah any yeah. artist yeah. in the world you can think of we we've done we've done random djs we've done mixtapes you name it but we we uh tao and juan had an idea to do a tournament of eight killers that normally go at it in these these versus formats and it's producers. So I'm gonna explain to, to the people what we're doing or what we did, and then we'll go into a little recap around one. So there was eight teams, each person had five producers. This is five producers and producers we're talking Diddy, Swiss, Timbaland, Pharrell, all the creme de la creme, all the best. All yeah, the, so all the top uh, just, just the, so you so you guys can get a picture of what this uh, looks like. In each round, you have to play five songs from each producer that you have. Twenty-five records. Um, we had our first two rounds, and the first matchup, we it was a grudge match. <laughs> yeah, yeah the very these, two, <laughs> these two gentlemen go back and forth uh probably more than me and black hulk aka Deke, aka <laughs> broussard um but it was john versus christian and the producer lineup uh coop you got your notes i just want to read off 
Uh, yeah. Let me see here. Matter of fact, I can read off the producers of who each had. Let me just pull up. And the t- the trash talking went on for days, and it was top notch entertainment. Yeah, they go. That was yo. That was. <laughs> oh man, that was some of the funniest stuff I've seen, like in recent memory. That was crazy. Yo, yo, I- I'm not gonna hold you, Black Hulk. He he's an antagonizer. He likes to push your buttons, <laughs> but he he stays so calm. But he likes to push your buttons. One of these days, I'm gonna get him to say nigga on camera. I promise you, it's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Yo, at this at this point, at this point, I'll settle for any curse, bro. I'll settle for any any curse word because this man does not curse, and it's hilarious. I, I, I'm a, I, I'm aiming for it, and hopefully, uh, where's this unit? All right, so Christian, you want to go through who your producers are? Oh yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had um, I had Knife Wonder, I had uh, Metro, I had um, who's the other one? I had uh, damn, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Kanye. Uh, Kanye was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, disgusting, yeah. disgusting. He, he, he did not want to say that one. I won't go say it for him. I need to have to say it himself. I had uh, just um, track masters, and uh, the last one I had. Who was the last person I had? Who was that last one? Um, last one you had. Man. You said uh, drummer boy. That was your last. Yeah, one. drummer boy. I had drummer boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your arch nemesis, uh, John, yeah. had what we thought was the uh, Thanos glove for you the first round because he it, had it, it was close. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very close. It was yeah, yeah. very very close. He had. But he left. Primo, he left off. Yeah. He, oh yeah. Primo. Yep. Primo. He had RZA. RZA. He had Juicy J. He had No ID, and he had Lex Luger, and that yep. was from picking last. And yep. for, for those who know Jonathan personally, you know that those are yeah, that's his music. Producers. Yeah, that he that's his personally, yeah, personally, like that's yeah, that's all his guys. Like yep. you know how when you everybody says play fantasy sports, you know how when your team gets auto drafted and you look after the fact, you like, oh shoot, I actually got a nice squad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That that was a that was Jonathan's game where everybody was like at the end of the draft, everybody was like. Yo, this nigga got everybody that he would normally play like in a regular playlist as his team. And as expected, it was, I want to call it not a bloodbath, but it was one of those where you watched, uh, it was a heavyweight fight. Yeah. And that's not adding any extra sauce on it. It was a heavyweight fight. Uh, Before we get to the scorecard and all that other stuff, I'm going to let. Uh, Deeks talk about the battle specifically um, even while you was trying to trade on uh, the day of the battle. You <laughs> Up until the ninth hour, you yeah. trying to trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make some trades. I was in a couple couple people's uh, inbox yeah, okay. trying to throw some Ooh. trade. <laughs> what producer try- were you trying to trade? Dilla. No, not yeah. Dilla. I mean, uh, no, Knife Wonder. He was trying to trade Knife Wonder. Yeah, because I'm a huge fan of Knife Wonder, but um, he has like a lot of like like cult hits. Like if you're not 
if you're not like a fan fan of him, there's gonna be records that be like uh, they ain't going around. Like all the all the songs I used in the, um the first battle, that's like his full clip. That's his clip. Like all the other songs are gonna be like songs that if you're a big fan of him you'll know and then other songs i'll probably lose the round i ain't gonna hold you <laughs> like i emptied the whole clip for, for that for real i i don't want to talk strategy too much going forward but for the battles that happened already um yeah. i wanna let me see where am i going with this who would you all right who would you, 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 you're saying you're, you, in your mind, wow, I sound like, um, radio, right? You, 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 you. um, so in your mind, your weakest link was ninth. Yeah, yeah, that's my weakest link, ninth, yeah. Okay, and for the people that's listening, that may sound crazy to you guys when you hear the names that he has on his team to say that ninth was his weakest producer. Um, Coop, you were one of the judges for this, right? And I know CJ, you had a scorecard for this as yeah. well as as right. a non-official judge. Right. Coop, right my quick. head hurt from it. <laughs> my head hurt from that battle. How did you go about uh, scoring your rounds? Because um, they did set off the tournament like. I'm mad that I had to follow the act that they put on, but how did you score your round? Like, was it for those that's listening? The only reason why I'm, it sounds elementary is because I'm just trying to paint the picture for those that don't necessarily know or haven't been in one of our battles. How did you score your rounds? Did you go biggest personal preference or biggest record overall? I tried to stick with biggest record overall and try not to do personal preference. And one mm. round in particular, um, Jay Z Devils and Little Brother can't stop, won't stop. Mm-hmm. To me, can't stop was a bigger hit, but Jay Z's Devils is just one of those. If you follow Jay Z, you know that was one of his most lyrical yeah. assassinations on a track. Um, and it's a classic for, as you would say, a cult. So that was the biggest that was the one round i think i was the only person that picked little brother um in that round i think if i'm correct i think i was the only person that picked little brother that's why so. everybody else had 13 12 and i was 14 11 mm. um, because of that one round by itself but i mean it was it was even more difficult rounds like when you had uh jesus what round number what? 20 Round number twenty. That's the that's the one you're talking about. I, I was, Let me pull up. Was was that Nas and um, kick the door in the message? Nah, I tell I tell you right now. Nah, the, the last the last two songs I had was uh Nas, if I rule the world, and then Juicy. So round twenty. Uh, the last the final round was Juicy verse, uh, Cream. Cream. That was easy for and me. Then, and then the round before that was if I rule the world verse uh, uh, Jonathan used um. Uh, what he used? Oh, I'm uh, looking at it right now. No, no, no. Round twenty was Kanye West can't tell me nothing versus ODB shimmy shimmy y'all, and that, that was, was yeah, an easy one. For that what? That was that was I, an easy I, one. I, I couldn't say easy for that one. I that think was, shimmy shimmy y'all is just 
when 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 ODB is speaking like just not even saying nothing in the beginning, you it's that energy that starts to come up with um shimmy shimmy y'all. The round me, you talking the round you talking about was twenty four, and that was Nas. If I rule the world versus UGK International Players Anthem. Yeah, you know, that was that's, an easy one for me too. What? That's you know, <laughs> I can't. No, I just like, think if I rule the world is a class, is a bigger classic than um international players anthem. Another one that was tough was um. All right, I'm looking at it right now. The the initial round was crazy. Um, Ghostface Killer, all that I got is you versus Jay Z. This can't be life. That's oh man. yeah yeah yeah. I did an audible on that one. I did that's audible. that's insane right there. They have they yeah. had a. They had um Big Sean Control versus Ti. What up? What's happening? Like that's that was another. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, that was a They had um the locks recognized versus Jay Z threat. Like that's another one that was. Big I'll tell you around. I was surprised that Tal Pitt. Uh, Bow Wow, let me hold you over. No hands. I was a surprise because that's that's a Deacon. That's a fire. Deacon song. He used his own guy against him. So that's that was fire. like a. That's, That's like if y'all, I don't know if y'all I don't know if y'all remember the old SmackDown game where you could use your your opponent's finisher on them like that's that's what that was right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was shocking to me because, of course, y'all every for the people that's listening, I I, I make the joke the South got something to say because everybody's from up north in this group mainly. And <laughs> no hands in the South was, right, uh, yeah, it like. Now you want big to, big club hit. to me for the South, the round that was like the nastiest and the one that I struggled with was uh round number 10. Tao played Juicy J Who the Neighbor. No, no, John yeah. played GC uh Juicy J Who the Neighbors, and uh Christian played Bank Young account. Jeezy. No, yeah, 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 he played Bank, Bank account, account 21 Savage, and that was like because I was out if I mean. I was outside for both of those records. So if you was outside, you know, if you was outside, you know what both of those records mean. And that was just like, yo, that's a crazy matchup. So, I mean, but this whole, that whole, like, that just sums up this whole battle. Like that shit was, yeah. My head, it was man. a whole, yeah, it was a whole bunch of back and forth like that. Like, yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go back to one round that y'all really glazed over. Like it was just, uh, you, you do it out so casually, but that, um, Wu Tang Cream versus Biggie Smalls Juice. Oh yeah, that was yeah the last yeah that was that, that was, was easy for me. Nah, you want to know that was, was another around. No, you that was know, very you, easy. You don't want to know was another one that was around. Number sixteen, it was Young Jeezy put on versus Wiz Khalifa Taylor Gang. Now oh, yeah. again, if you was outside during these records, <laughs> you know like. Yo, that's like that's an unfat like that's a dream matchup. Nobody would ever think to put those two records against each other. Yeah, but somehow that's when good. it came on in the battle, it was just like, yo, are we really doing this right now? Like, is this really happening? Like it was that mm-hmm. was that was insane. That was nuts. <laughs> yeah, hands down, the toughest round for me was uh 22, the message versus uh kicking the door. Yeah, that was oh, yeah. another that was the toughest that round for me. For me, there was just so many like that. Like that was just hold on, wait. There's another one that um was it in this battle or was it in a different battle? Like um okay, so um, let me ask you this: who did y'all pick? Ghostface killer run or future mask off? Oh my god, I, I was just looking at that run. That's how I, I <laughs> that knew was you was gonna one. say that. <laughs> I, per- personally, oh man, I, that's again, one, I was that's outside one where I had to go with the bigger hit. 
and that I was, was Future's mask for, off. But I was outside for gotcha. both of these, so I can't even. I can't even. It was listen. Tough, but... Ghostface had you listen. Go, let me tell you something. In New York City, in New York City at mm-hmm. the time, Ghostface run those verses from him and Jadakiss had the softest niggas wearing champion hoodies and leather jackets. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like it had the softest niggas wearing this apparel, thinking that they were tough. Like it was, it was a time. Everybody, like, yo, yo, dudes was walking around with canes and no limps just so they could beat the shit out of niggas with canes. Like it was, it was wild out here at that time. So I remember that. So that's oh, just man. like that, that was. Again, that sums up this whole battle, man. Like if, yeah. we, was, if we was to read up, all, if we was to read off all these rounds to y'all, y'all, I'm pretty sure y'all would be in the same predicament as us. Because as Corey said, as an unofficial judge, and how I had my scorecard at the time, I have since thrown that scorecard out the sunroof <laughs> of the car. That shit is somewhere on the highway right now. I can't tell you where it is. I don't know who won that battle. I honestly, that's just how I'm rocking with you. I don't know. Like, can I? Can I just right quick? The the why blah, I don't know what the hell is wrong with me and getting words together tonight. It's but, that battle. That's what's wrong with you. It's you're thinking about that yeah, battle got battle. you flustered <laughs> and it got you out of your element right now. Yo, so for those listening, this was a the judging went similar to boxing, yeah. where right. you, we didn't know who was winning round by round. At the end of the battle, we just had the judges give their scorecards for the complete battle. Yo, these, now, let me start talking, but, but not to cut you off, Corey, I'm gonna let you finish. But these okay. two gentlemen put Kanye West slow jams versus three, six mafia popping my collar. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you can, if listen, if you sitting at home right now and you could pick a winner out of that without, I don't know, without second your guessing yourself, yeah, without yeah. second guessing yourself, maybe four or five times, that's, yo, you are listening, that you might be sick because, even LL Cool J, I shot you, and um, Nas, Nas is like was a tough round for me. But yeah, that's yeah. Keith Murray's verse is like what really that yeah that triggers some emotions. really different yeah. <laughs> Christian, I want to ask you a question as the person that was in this battle Yo. when it was happening. Did you have a round where you was like, oh, no, nah, this nigga got me. He, like, he got the best of me? Or did you feel confident every round, oh, I had the better record? Uh, no, nah, I felt, um, um, yeah, by the end of the battle, I felt I felt pretty good about my, uh, about my list and stuff. I was trying to, uh, I think me and him both had the same strategy. Uh, we kind of held off. Well, all our rounds were pretty much, you know, like championship rounds, but uh, like near the end of the battle, you can see we both held like our really like our juggernaut hits uh, near the end. And uh, um, the way I was going to play it, especially when I was second, um, like I said, I did a couple audibles when he did like the uh, when I did the T.I. What's up? What's happening? I was like an audible and stuff. But pretty much I was just trying to combat some of his hits with my hits, but like more like sometimes like more upbeat and stuff to try to play on the judges and stuff. Cause I kind of know like what everyone likes in terms of music too, so I kind of like like I know Scott likes Little Brother and stuff. Like I, like I, I know that's yeah. one of his favorite groups. So, uh, yeah, I just you know that's that's how I always do my battles. Like who's judging and who, who what the crowd's gonna like and stuff like that. You know, it's all about strategy. 
for those that's listening, I'm just going to give you a little peek into the nastiness of one Christian Holland. <laughs> um, we did a we did a freestyle of themes. Oh yeah, yeah, gentlemen, we did themes, they were, and this they were man, trying to rob you. <laughs> this man played the theme from Big um, Soul Food. Mama, oh song for Mama. God, yeah, that was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. Fire. <laughs> Christian would go to win around. Um, I, yeah. They still, yeah, everyone voted yeah. against it, though. They still voted against it. <laughs> that was disgusting. I will say that. That was horrible. Oh, good. Yeah. You know what? Uh, CJ, can you give another one of uh, Deke's nasty moves? Because he's had a lot of them. Could you? Can you give <laughs> another his... one of his nasty moves from this battle or from that freestyle? Because that was <laughs> no, just in, in the history of the two years that we've. Oh, we've done this. Uh, one of the most disgusting ones was this man represented Harlem in a battle, and this that, this move, this move, <laughs> this move actually, yo, this move actually broke my man Jonathan's laptop. He had to get a whole oh. new laptop behind this move. This man played Michael Jackson. He played a Michael Jackson round because I think Teddy Riley's from Harlem. Teddy Riley's born and raised in Harlem. He used, he used, I'm not even going to say six degrees of separation. He used 12 degrees of separation to say that Teddy Riley producing a Michael Jackson record. For a Harlem battle, and played around. Oh my! Another one. (laughs) This man played. So everybody knows the historic Lloyd Banks freestyle over the victory. Yo, this man played. This man played the live version of Lloyd Banks performing this at Summer Jam instead of the studio version. The live version. Oh my God! I tried to I try to tell y'all the history of the live version, y'all. Yo, like, oh my god, yo, the live version was ringing off in the hood. I'm yeah, trying to tell yeah, you, yo, Tim, it wasn't, but I it love it, bro. It <laughs> oh my god, bro. Oh well, yeah, yo, those are just you, some of the nasty moves that uh, this man <laughs> seriously like. This man is just, I mean, oh man. <sighs> I'll be following the rules. So, I follow the rule books. I follow the rule books. You don't I'm follow man. no. You, you find man, right, he's the king, I was about to say he's the king of the loophole. Like this man will find a way to get a record <laughs> clear that's not supposed to be there, bro. It's just it's wild. <laughs> oh man, that was a battle number one, and I've I've had this target on my back by one Christian Holland who says that I haven't won a battle Two years. ever. You you finally uh, you finally finally beat one day. I saw it. They they gave you the win. It, it, it was a it was a 3-0 sir. It, it, don't they gave you the win. <laughs> and that's all then that's with all due respect to Juan. Don't don't oh, that I, had that, I had all that I had that. Yeah he yeah he did win on every judge's now, if I can say this since we talking about this Juan was smoking you in the beginning. 
I was saying, yeah, uh, yep. Juan it was, it was, was smoking. He was using his classic Juan approach where he just has to get to 13 rounds, and that's it. After that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. it in the battle that. over. He does, yo, he does you, that every battle. Yeah. Seen yeah. any one of Juan's battles, or if you ever seen him that. like in action, <laughs> this man only cares about the first 13 rounds, and once he that's gets up 13 it. on the scorecards, he will play B. He will play B sides. He will play mixtape stuff. He will play the most underwhelming records from the artist as long as he gets to those first 13 <laughs> rounds so that's that's definitely his game plan and it was it was working at first yep. all right so I'm, I'm gonna let you in behind the scenes my preparation for that battle with cj mm-hmm. what you just said I, I told this nigga one i had three separate lists for him mm-hmm. and i prepared the first list like it was uh some martyr type stuff because I'm like, if I go out, I'm going out with all of my nukes being used. <laughs> and yeah. yo, that's what was bottom. that was what was interesting about that battle because we've seen Juan use that game plan and that style a million times, but we've never seen Corey use it. And it was but, crazy to see that. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? For that the day of, I kept saying, I'm not changing my list. I'm not changing my list. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. This is the songs that, like I had my list set up. As if it was a one and done. Like, I didn't even, I wasn't thinking about another round. I wasn't thinking about the devil elimination. I was like, one and done because of what you just said. This nigga goes for 13. And I, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, I I got to think like this nigga. All I need yeah. is 13. Absolutely. So when I did the, the day of, I changed my list last minute to two other joints because I'm like, hold on a second. If I do advance or if I get eliminated, I'm not out. Like, I'm still going to be in this joint. So you got to think a little bit smarter than that. So I, right. on the day of, I did two separate joints. And because I knew what his game plan is, get 13 or whatever have you, I was like, okay, all right. But I'm going to make it tough for you to get these 13 because I, 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 for that specific battle, I'll go through who my producers were and I'll go through who Juan's producers were for those that care. So I had. Diddy, Q-Tip, Manny Fresh, DJ Quick, Boy Wonder. Juan had Jay Diller, Swiss Beats, Rick Rubin, Irv Gotti, Tay Keith. That was our battle. I'll, I'll toss it to the room uh, in regards to what they thought uh, of the overall battle, not just round by round, but the overall battle. I'll, I'll toss it to, to Coop. Who had the honor of being being a judge again? Judge. <laughs> um, I, I really enjoyed the battle because this was more of my element as far as like the songs. Like I really like club songs a lot. I would say your biggest wild card was Q-Tip. Q-Tip was your biggest wild card to help you stay on pace with him. Um, mm-hmm. Your biggest. Uh, the biggest upset, the, the surprising upset was uh, Uproar versus Rihanna. Oh, my God. Work, that was work, a work. disgusting round. That was yeah, a that disgusting was, count. That was a disgusting round. Yeah. That was that. I think that even shocked Juan that you came out the, the cut with that one. Because um, and then I, I wonder, um, now that I know how Juan, because I'd be thinking the same way, like just try to get 13 solid ones and call it a day. But I wonder, did he play uproar instead of a different Swiss Beats joint? Um, thinking that it might, he might have already won 13 rounds. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. That's a really good question. I'll tell you what was a nasty round when uh who played it was like Eminem versus BC Boys. Yeah, yeah, man, that was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Eminem got afraid and he played uh BC Boys. Fight for your right. Fight for your right to play. That was a... Yeah. That was you have that to was go straight... Beastie Boys with that. You nah, have that a, nah, that's straight Trump rally. We don't know how to judge that, bro. That's not our yeah, head, I, I, that, made my head that was a that was a draw. But what was the bit? But Beastie Boys had the, that was a bigger hit than not the first. Yeah, Beastie Boys was the bigger record, I think. Yeah, you, you got to go with the bigger record. Beastie on Boys that. was the more iconic record. My fault. Yeah. It was the more iconic record, and then Eminem had yeah. the more the, the more sales. Yeah, because I was gonna say Beastie if you check the numbers iconic. on those records, I think it's a yeah. lot closer than what we yeah. were thinking right now, or what we're yeah. getting on. Like, Another disgusting round was uh, Q-Tip scenario and Rick Rubin walked this way. Oh yeah, that was gross. That, that was, was a disgusting nasty. round. That was nasty. That definitely that was nasty. nasty. That was definitely nasty. The, the one of the joints when I was doing this list and like uh, Black Hawk, I, I called the audible uh, and nobody caught this until after the battle, but me and this nigga both played one additional song from like, we didn't use, um, but nobody caught that because that was, we was just zoning out. But my audible was when I threw out um, T.I., top back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That wasn't originally on my list, but it was an audible that I felt like matched up with the record he played with that. And at the end of it, man, he was like, yo, I think I used six songs from one artist. And I looked at my list, I'm like, Shoot, I think I <laughs> Wow. That's why I was trying to um that's why I was trying to trade uh get C- uh what's his face off uh, CJ's hands. Um who you got again that worked with TI a lot? Um Um, I'll tell you right now who was my producer. Uh DJ Toomp. You were trying to get DJ Yeah, Toomp, I, was to, I was trying to I was trying I was trying to take I was trying to take I, I, I sent I shot that I shot that trade down so fast. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I was like, CJ got mad T.I. hit. Even yo, though, even though you ended, up, you, ended, you ended up playing one of my, like, Oh, what's up, what's that? Oh, what's no, that? When, no, when you played Can't Tell Me Nothing, I was like, this. Oh, okay, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh I you was, mean like I, when, he, when he played, when he used Juicy for his last round? Yeah, before I had to yo. battle the same week? Yeah. Oh, like that. God, did you, I was, but. The good thing is you can still you can still use it though, cause see, but now nah, that's why I, that's why I'm like I had we had to give it a week because you have to like if we yeah, were to all battle in the fresh. same week, yeah, like if we were to all battle yeah. in the same week, that like that takes yeah, can't facts. tell me nothing from being a top tier record to like you got to play that like mm-hmm. in your earlier rounds. So facts, facts, that, facts. I, I, because there's two competitors for this week uh, going up. I won't talk to you gentlemen about strategy. I will not. But what I will do is bring the fans in to who you guys' teams are. So I mean, uh, but before you even start that, I can I can clarify that for you. And I said this in the group chat because, I mean, it's the truth. I have a completely different strategy that I've never used for Scott. Scott mm-hmm. is somebody who, in me watching all of his battles, I think he's very unorthodox. I think there's really not no way to gauge how he battles like he's just super off the wall with it and he's liable to play 
a big record at any moment or a record that's not even that big, but is enough to counter. I've watched him do that several times to guys. Like you would think that it's not a room shaker or a record that somebody would think to play in a versus battle. And then he just come off with it. And it's like, yo, I completely forgot about that. How? Like, so this is somebody that I have a completely different, I've never, I can say I've never battled the way I'm about to battle this guy right here. Cause I can't, I have to be extremely careful and I have to be prepared for anything because he's liable to throw those out at any time. So Coop, Coop, who yeah. you got as your your producers? Tempo. And then we're gonna go to CJ's producers, okay? Tembo the King, of course. Um, Heat Makers, Havoc, A-Rap Music, and who am I forgetting? Oh, Zayto. Beethoven. Yeah, I know. I've got them all listed. I've been doing a lot of yeah. <laughs> oh, before before we get into Christians, um, before we get into Christians, uh, producers, I want to ask y'all, who was y'all number one pick in your head before the uh, before the draft? Oh, it was either Timbo Pharrell for me. Everybody knew that. All right, so because of draft positioning, I had yeah, to go yeah, with... it, yeah. Are you asking because of draft positioning or like out the gate before we even knew what our draft position was? No, a- after your dra- um, with the draft positioning. Oh, okay, okay. For for me with draft positioning because I was in the lower the lower level of round one, but the the I guess middle level of round two because I couldn't even say I was in the higher position at there. I had to go with best available as far as round one goes, and in my opinion, I actually lucked out with this guy. So uh, in saying that, the five producers that I got, my first round draft pick was Jermaine Dupree. Hold on, wait, wait, wait! Before you finish the rest of your list. Uh, right quick, with your positioning, uh, D, who was your first pick in your mind? Just when you had your positioning. So I, I had a feeling it was gonna be it was gonna be Kanye, no matter what, uh, because of the order and stuff. Um, I wish I wish I had gotten like Dre or Diddy, but uh, Ronnie got Ronnie got like the first pick and stuff like that. So, see, and not for so, nothing, it's crazy. It's crazy that Christian said Kanye because I think. I drafted right after you, Deacon, did I? Yeah, because yeah, right you said you sniped, you sniped Metro Boomin for me in the later rounds. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah. actually banking on this man's hate for Kanye West. I was hoping, <laughs> I, and I will go on record saying, I was hoping that he would pass on Kanye in favor of Jermaine Dupree so Kanye could fall to my pick and I would gladly take him. So it's something that he... He, yo, and seeing that he picked him, that was one of the most disgusting. You want to talk about disgusting moves that this this man hates Kanye West and drafted him with his first round pick. It was first one of the most gust, most gross things I've ever seen. Yo, so I had the second pick, and that's why I kept asking if we were doing best available, if we had to go by tier. Because my strategy originally was, I know this nigga's easy going to take Dre or Diddy. So mm-hmm. I was looking at Swiss as my first pick. Mm. I didn't know that. Draft is over. So we, yeah, no, nobody knew that, but that was my strategy. I'm like, if he takes, cause I'm like, I don't know for sure if he's going to go with Dre. Dre should be number one overall, but if he's not there. So I'm like, if we doing best available, my strategy was to take Swiss. Okay. With my pick. And deal with the rest of the, the cards, however they fell. But because, each team couldn't have a super producer. I was okay with getting anybody from tier one in a later round. Right. True. True. But that was my my when we when, before we drafted. 
I was like, if this nigga takes this person, I'm eyeing Swiss up. And then when y'all were like, oh, no, nah, we got to go by tears. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Man. I mean, I mean, I mean, but that worked in your favor, though. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I'm not mad at all, but uh, I mean, I just so so what was the one pick that somebody swiped from you that hurt you? And I'll tell you between Tao and Christian, they were sniping for yeah, my list. So, so when, track when masters, was, I was hurt. I was me, hurt about track masters. No, for me, it was Metro Boomin, like right before I was about to pick them. That was I was so I had your even I had a Metro booming list even before we started the tournament, just because I <laughs> with Metro so heavy. So I was like, yo, right, yeah. And then it's just, but I mean, I'm not mad at how that worked because I believe the yeah. Metro, I believe the Metro booming getting taken off the board left me with DJ Mustard. Yeah, you got no, mustard. CJ, what's the rest of your team? Yeah, I was about to so, say so, so I have Jermaine Dupree, I have Just Blaze, I have DJ Toomp. I yep. have OVO forty, and I have DJ Mustard. He don't. As he don't got. Five. He doesn't have any weak. He doesn't have any weak links. So it worked no, out. That's the thing. He has no weak links. The I have. Weak, a, I know. I, I, I have weak links. No, the the weak link on my team is actually DJ Toomp, and I would only really? say, yeah, like, and I would only say that's a weak link only because he has, he has a significant amount of hits. Yeah, but then he has a lot of B sides and album cuts that he worked on throughout his career that don't really oh, okay. necessarily get the same. It's only because um, you got five. It's, it's five per round, so you yeah. like, no, like and that's the thing. Guy by himself to like get you mad wins. Yeah, but that's huh? the thing with two. I have to see, and the, the, that's where like the strategy comes in because remember, yeah. you can only play those five records in one round, and then yeah, it's yeah. a whole. You know it's what I'm saying? It's a whole yeah, other. Yeah. It's a whole nother bag. So I have to strategically make it to where he has enough to carry me if I advance. You know what I'm saying? Through gotcha, the rounds. Yeah. And and that that that's why I would say he's not like he's not necessarily somebody that you would consider a weak link at face value. But yeah, when yeah. you get into his bag, he's definitely in that bracket where it's like there's not everything that everybody gotcha. thinks that there is. But the records that are big are like. Yeah, yeah, they're big, yep. So, you know, I'm like, so it is, it, it's, it's, he's the challenging one out the group. The rest of them are pretty much, you could like cover your eyes and like pick a record and it's just gonna, yep. so. It, it's it's a rap music for me. It's not even close. Yeah, yeah. A rap is bad week. A rap, I know, yeah. A rap's catalog yeah. is bad limited. Like, see, but like, that's, see, that's the thing. And it even, even in Coop saying it, you could say it, bro, but. I'm not taking that comment from you at face value because I know that you're a dude that like, you know your mixtape stuff, you know more or less why he got to the dance. And so I'm not I'm, hearing I'm, that. I'm already thinking A-Rab is 05, but the rest of my producers is going to bring out the best. Yeah, that's that's how, that's how I feel. The rest of my like producers are going to bring out the best, especially with yeah. Havoc. Yeah, Havoc yeah, is yeah. Yo, it's crazy that you said Havoc because everybody else on your team, I'm like, Havoc is the sleeper yeah, that Havoc, has yeah, those he, he, he has those records yeah, that nobody really thinks that he produced and he was 100 yeah. percent behind the whole thing. So this is mm-hmm. like that's why yeah, when that's I was battling Jonathan, I was um when I was looking at his the catalogs for the his producers, 
I was hoping he played that the the Bow Wow song because I saw that because I never knew No ID produced that until I looked at his catalog. I didn't, yo, I didn't I either like, until that yeah. battle, and I was like, "What?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was what? looking because because I made a list of all the like the big records that could possibly be played in our battle from each producer. Like, I wrote out a list, so I was like, he could potentially play this. So I was like, oh shoot, he did play that because that's on they that's on yeah. No ID got like. Yeah, like Jonathan's producers, like he left off songs that I thought he was gonna play in our battle, because he's probably like thinking like long term and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I told y'all before, I was I was going for the juggler. <laughs> and the good thing yeah. is, Trackmasters and Kanye, they still got mad mad hits. It's my That's other producer. That's why I was so kind of shaky. Yeah, Trackmasters got like they got. Like, a lot of like almost 30 years almost 30 years worth iconic of juice, records. Like... Yeah, man. yeah like a lot of iconic records yeah i'll tell you this though the one producer and of course because um the one producer that bothers me the most with cj is uh just blaze blaze bothers me for the simple fact of course y'all know i'm south but Anybody that follows Just Blaze knows mm-hmm. some of Jay-Z's mm-hmm. biggest, mm-hmm. biggest, even mm-hmm. B-sides mm-hmm. is going to be difficult to handle because mm-hmm. he just got an extensive, extensive, and and, 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 and it's very extensive. So Just Blaze bothers me. Like you can find songs to spar with JD, you can find songs to spar with OVO 40, but it's just Blaze is the one where you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump in right quick, only because y'all two are battling this week. And like I said, I don't want to have y'all showing your hand before the battle. But I will oh, say no, this, listen. in terms of un, uh, underdogs and people um, being the person you have to watch out for, segue, NBA Finals, Celtics, Warriors, what's your predictions? Who's your sleeper? Who's your X factor for both teams going into the finals? Um, you want me to start, or you want like I don't know how you use that. Use that. Uh, so my pick is Golden State. I think Golden State Warriors. Uh, I got them winning in five, maybe six. Uh, and surprisingly enough, I think that the X factor on Golden State is gonna be. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole and my reason for saying that is defensively I think they pose a threat for uh, Tatum and Brown on the Celtics and I don't think that offensively Boston is going to be able to be as effective as they've been in the season with Golden State because you got to remember this is the healthy Golden State that Steph was talking about in that interview last year. Like, remember when he said, nobody's going to want to see us next year when we're healthy. And damn sure enough, they're right back to being where they were two, three years ago. Like, they, they, you know, they're firing on all cylinders again. So offensively, I don't think Boston has an answer for the Marcus Smart is not enough. I don't think that they have the answer to contain them. And I do think that Golden State plays well on well enough, I'm gonna say, not well, well enough on both sides of the ball, where they're gonna they're gonna give Boston a run for their money, and I just don't think Boston has enough right now, at this moment. Like I don't think that they're 
that big of a threat. Because you got to understand, even looking at the, if you look at the series with Miami, even that last game, Miami wasn't playing as well as they normally do. And they still got down to the wire. It was only, what, a six, seven point game? So you got to factor in the fact that that's a team that was like, meh, and now you're going against easily the best in the West right now. So I I don't know. For me, it's Golden State in five, maybe six if Boston can push it, but I really don't see them taking it to a game seven. I really don't see that series going too far. Cool. I actually got Golden State in seven. Um, The X factor is Klay Thompson. Um, If Klay can resort back to any consistency of what he was before he got the ACL. It might be over in five or six, but I, I don't, I don't think he would be able to, but Clay's going to have to, he can't have too many games where he goes three of 11, mm. 15 points. And that's it. Mm. Um, what I think Boston is able to do is to match up small with, with uh, golden state. Mm. The weakest link is, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to guard Jalen Brown or Tatum. And that's going to be barbecue chicken for whoever, whoever. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's over. But I mean, um, I mean, but can you really say that after what they did with the Mavericks? Because I mean, Andrew Mavericks are not good. a good defensive team. They're no, but I, I get, I know, no, no, but yeah. I'm saying in, in, in Wiggins guarding arguably one of the best players in the league and Luca, he did a good job. They even postered Luca, you know, like, so I don't Luka really average like 35, bro. Yeah. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it, <laughs> I mean, they, like, plus, but this is what I'm saying. Like even in Luca and some Luca's a, Luca's a guy that averages 35 and, you know, he has games where he puts on 40 and 50 and mm-hmm. in Boston, can we really expect Jalen Brown to fucking yes. drop? I don't think so, bro. I don't think this so. This is the thing. It's been Tatum's show. But yeah. Jalen Brown can go and and because the thing is, but this is the thing. Tatum's Clay's gonna be guarding Brown. Tatum's gonna have to guard Wiggins. I mean, yeah, Wiggins gonna have to guard Tatum. And Tatum is a better offensive player skill-wise. Yeah. He's a better, he's a better now. Luca has just played bully ball. That's what Luca does. That's true. I mean, but we Tatum also have is to just factor flat out in, better skill wise. But we also have to factor in that Jalen Brown sound. Uh, he actually signed with Donda Sports Entertainment, and that's disgusting. So he's cursed himself <laughs> right by doing that. So <laughs> I don't know so what that was. That was crazy. I saw that today, and I was like, weird, but all right, cool, no doubt. Do your thing, bro. Yeah, like I, yo, yeah, Dick, like, who I, you got? I, I, per, I, me personally, I got Celtics and six. Uh, I think. Uh, I think, like, matchup-wise, I think the Celtics got the edge in terms of defense, and they also got the edge in terms of size. Uh, regarding offense, I think both both of them are kind of evenly matched, and I think they kind of evenly matched, too, in the bench. Uh, I think the the difference maker for the Warriors is probably going to be uh, Wiggins again. I think it's between Wiggins and Looney, actually. Uh, Wiggins and Looney, especially Looney, because uh, he's going to have a tough task trying to keep control of uh, Robert Williams because he's like their main person who can like have an effect on that dude. Like oh, Williams person. hurt. Williams ain't gonna play that much. Williams still hurt. He, nah, he's, he's good. They get a rest and stuff. He's gonna be fine. They get like three days rest and stuff. They fine. said that leg still messed up. That's why he got pulled. He's still, he still hurt. He's still hurt. And I'll tell you this, what's know, gonna man. mess him up is they gonna, they gonna go small. They gonna go small. 
They gonna Ooh, go. Oh uh, no, Golden State's gonna go small. Golden State's yeah. gonna make Boston play to their speed, and that's what I think is gonna be the difference. Is that's, made, that's that's what I'm saying though. That that's what I'm saying is that's gonna be the the detriment to the Warriors because the Celtics got the size, and I think they're gonna use that to their advantage. But they got but Golden State got the better offense. See, they can do wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Their offense, offense is like kind of even. That's when their offense is kind of even. So? I, think, I think y'all. Yeah. I think y'all also overlooking the fact that in transition, Draymond is going to be switching off, and he's going to be as at, at a couple points or another. He's going to be guarding Tatum. Yeah, he's gonna be guarding Tatum, and yeah. it's gonna be very physical. That is like, true. That's You're where, right. You're right. That's where. I, that's mm-hmm. where I think that that that's where I think it's gonna get like into the nitty gritty, and I think. Draymond is physical enough and has the size to give Tatum problems. Oh, no, on no, that I, side. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what everybody is overlooking is the fact that Draymond's going to be on the floor. And, you know, Horford sure. is somebody that gets tired very easily. And can't, I, I think you know, Golden like, State going to spread him out. That's the thing. Hold on, like, hold on wait. Go ahead. Horf, Horf, Horford doesn't have a problem being spread out. He, he, he's see, fine with that. Yo. See, I got a question for you. Yo. To, to, Continue your nestiness. How are you a Laker fan and are choosing the Celtics? <laughs> choosing the Celtics? Because oh, because I'm no, I'm just I'm just a, I'm just a basketball fan, so I just just giving my analysis. I don't like the Celtics. I did I did I don't I like, like the Celtics. Like How as a Laker fan are you even put in a position to say the boss the team from Boston? That's like me saying I hope the Red Sox win every championship uh World Series from here on out. I can't do that. How are you so, as a Laker so you, fan? So you, so, you, so you say you can't be a, objective with your analysis, sir? No, not as a fan of a, <laughs> a deep-rooted rivalry. No, no, I can't. Okay. Thank, thank you for letting me know. I, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind when we talk sports. I'll keep that in mind when we talk sports. <laughs> all right, but all right, let me, ask, let me ask you guys this. If, if somehow Golden State is able to go up to – in the first two games of the finals. Oh, like two. Oh, went up to yeah, the first two. Yeah, if they if they were to go up the first two games, because remember the first game is in is in Golden State. It's in, in the Bay. Yep. Yeah. So if Golden State is able to go up two, do you think that the Celtics have the fortitude to come back from that and make it a series? Or is Absolutely. it one of those things where I, I think I, mean, I think the I Absolutely. think the youth. I think the youth pushed them like I think the youth and the um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh the confidence factor is gonna push one game. If if it if it starts off two zero, just like the cause the Warriors but, do but you um, but you wanna know what's take a game thing. off. But you wanna know what's another thing that we're overlooking? Golden State is very, 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 very very, very comfortable in this setting. But we've never seen Boston in a final series. We don't know if these young boys are comfortable. I mean, we listen, we all, you know what I'm saying? Like we all basketball heads, we all know enough to say that final stage is different, bro. Like that, you're right. looking at it. Right. You're looking at a, a, a very different Steph Curry. You're looking at a very different Claymont, like a, a very different Draymond, a very different Clay, a very different, even their bench. Their bench has developed in these past two seasons to where we were all saying a year and a half, two years ago, damn, it's Steph Curry by himself out there because Clay is hurt. Damn, it's Steph Curry by himself out there because Draymond is hurt. 
Now mm-hmm. these young boys got names for themselves. They making moves. They're, they factors. Like Wiggins was an all-star player. Like, you know, like it, it's different now. Trying to figure it out. And they're very hungry to get back to where they were prior to all of these injuries, prior to mm-hmm. all of the, you know, all of the setbacks getting eliminated right before the playing tournament two years ago. Like, you know, they like, that's all things that have sat on their mind. I don't think that we're being smart enough in factoring that in and saying, yo, it's, it's going to be demon time. Like this, this is not a game and Golden State. CJ, proven. To your what? point, Golden State's superpower is that their, their megastar deflects to the younger guys to get them confidence. Right. To the point Absolutely. that you're making. And that's scary because yeah. you don't have the, the key guy on your team saying, no, pass me the ball, but he's actually encouraging you to shoot. He's encouraging Absolutely. you to go to the hole. And not only that, you to score. we've seen it. Steph's, when, when, when Poole goes off, Steph celebrates like he's going off. When, mm-hmm. when, when Looney goes off and it's rare, Steph celebrates like he's going off. So I think all of those factors on the on the, as far as momentum as far as mentality as far as you know the mindset that these guys are entering this series with it's very intimidating for a team like Boston who's never done any of this in fact winning an eastern conference finals is an ach- uh, accomplishment for them so for them to be stepping up to this stage is like yo it's put up or shut up and i i just don't know if i've seen enough from these young boys to go against the team that has proven that they can do this with just the pieces that they have right now and sometimes even less. It's I'm going to ask Coop, Coop and Christian, I'm going to ask both of you this question. Um, do you think that's the Achilles zero of Boston? Is that, yeah, they're young and green. They, they don't know what they don't know, similar to the Bengals. But do you think that plays as a strength or is that going to be a weakness? Deacon, Coop, what you got? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I see where CJ's coming from. I don't, I wouldn't, I'm not really as confident that I'll, I'll play a factor because primarily because of their coach. Um, I think like all the coaches from the pop tree uh, just have a way of coaching our players in terms of those type of situations and under that type of pressure. So uh, I, I, I personally think they'll be, They'll be fine um, in the finals. And I, I think that's pr- primarily because of their coach, personally. Cool. Yeah, I, I think I, – I, I, I'll tell you this. I think it won't be a factor because Golden State is not as strong as they used to be defensively. Um, and for the simple fact, they just don't have one – like, if you look at the teams that Golden State has had to go through um, – Memphis only had one person that was a legit bonafide score. Um, Dallas only had, well, I mean, you could put Brunson in there, but a legit bonafide score. Now that they're going against the Celtics where two people can get you 30 with their eyes closed. And this is the thing, nobody's paying attention to Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is hitting shots now. Mm -hmm. He's hitting shots now. And I've also seen Golden State lose by 50, 40, 40, 50 in the playoffs. Right. So I personally feel like – You got Warriors winning the series, though. I mean, but wait. No, 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 no. No, This is how – because at the end of the day, I think Golden State is deeper. 
Like oh, you have Wiggins, wait, uh, uh, you have wait. Wiggins that can hit. Wiggins is hitting shots now, and and the scariest weapon is when the Celtics go to their bench and they bring Peyton Pritchard in. He's not guarding. Ooh, good luck. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let me ask you this, Scott. You mm-hmm. think that the Boston Celtics are a scarier team than a healthy Memphis Grizzlies? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because the Memphis they have more Grizzlies, firepower. Memphis Grizzlies I mean, they, they, no, no, they had without Ja. They had, yeah, but towards the end when Ja was hurt, the team was yeah. actually playing better without him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I don't think it's. I don't think. I don't think it's nothing that they haven't seen before. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't think they that they haven't been tested. I think Golden State actually like Boston though. Dolphins. I mean, but but that's to say that Boston really hasn't played a defense like Golden State either. Think no, about Miami, it. Miami's defense is better than the players. Yeah. The thing Miami's is, but, be but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Is. Miami's yeah. defense is better throughout the season. Yeah. Was it better in that series? And that goes back that's to me it. saying that Miami wasn't playing as good as they normally play. And mm-hmm. it still came down to the wire. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, Jimmy Butler was dealing with those in what was it inflammation of the knee? Yeah, yeah, inflammation. He was he was dealing with those problems that held him for three of those games. He had like what six, eight, and like he went like what 15 or 14 in the other game. Like these are all things that if that doesn't happen, Boston is not in the finals right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I make this I'll make this um comparison and for to um the series with Memphis, you had a young team excited to beat the Wolves, but they played with a food, uh, didn't necessarily get the job done, and the Wolves pushed them, like, to the brink. Hold on, hold on, Corey, before you finish. The T-Wolves uh-huh. should have really won. Absolutely. If we're keeping it a, ba- a bang. The T-Wolves yeah, should have but they, really but they, they dealt, they dealt with what CJ was talking about, that young immaturity, because they, yeah, the right, yeah, they, right. they were stupid. The, the, the this, way they played basketball was stupid IQ. And, like, and, that's this, how they and, and this is what I'm saying, like, IQ is going to play a factor, and that's where I think that it's like a not, a, not a lot of people paying attention to that, is the fact that Golden State is so – you have – listen, regardless of their bench, regardless of the younger players, you have three bona fide stars who have been here before, have Agreed. won at Agreed. this level, and are not only winning because it takes that much even to get there, but these guys are comfortable in this setting. We've seen it. They've they've gone against arguably the greatest player of our generation and packed him up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it took Braun taking everything that he had and Kyrie in order to beat these guys. And yeah, that was once upon a time true, but that's not to say that we're so many years removed from that that it's not gonna be, you know, like that. Like, mm-hmm. look at Steph is already getting back to that scary tossing shit up and turning around now, that's and gonna be money. the scary part you know Marcus what i'm saying like Smart can't stop him that's gonna be scary it, that's, that's, what, that's gonna be scary he, he, he can't stop curry but curry hates the way that smart defends defends him. right he, but he that, bothers but he but bothers my point, curry. Is, my point is curry has been defended by better and still perform like oh, that's, yeah. that's just that that's just the we got to cut the cake where it is and yep, steph right. curry is one of those generational players where this is this is his bag right here. Like you going into you about to see a whole different guy from what you're seeing in the regular season. 
you're about to see a whole different guy from what you see even in the playoffs. Like he, yeah. you know, he has moments in the playoffs where he's not at his best, and that shit still doesn't even matter. When yeah, he he's comes like these whole playoffs, he's been weird. He's been up and down. Exactly. Like even, even the final, the conference finals. I'm not even sure if he should have won that the trophy. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It could have so, been Looney. It could have been. You know I, what I'm I said it should have been Looney or Wiggins, but for the yeah. how do you how does the NBA look for the inaugural? Uh, I know. I know. I know. Go to Kevon. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just weird. He's, He's been wearing these playoffs, but when you but when you look at it on paper, that's the guy that they got to go with. Remember, he's the right right now he's the reigning MVP of the All Star game. He, you know, regardless of how you cut it up, he's still having a great season. Like you know what I'm saying, the team has turned around in one season. Like yeah, on paper, publicity wise, marketing wise, all of that, it makes sense to give Steph Curry that title. You have to set it off that way. It's not a thing, you know. It's not a thing of you know who deserved it more. It's the thing of overall, this guy's been doing it this season. Cause not even in the All Star game did anybody expect him to go off like that, and he went off like. Mm, yeah, yeah. He, he showed, he showed a, his ass. Yeah, that was in Cleveland, right? That was in yo, Cleveland, listen, right? Listen, yeah, I thought I, yo, LeBron, I thought I heard, LeBron was gonna win that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought heard, LeBron was I heard everything about Steph Curry under the sun before that game. He's washed yeah. up. He's not the same Steph. Blah blah blah. Look at what that man did that night. Just, just if you haven't seen it, go back. That man, they was making NFTs before the game was even over. Like it was just, it was wild how he was moving that game. My so favorite moment from that game, before we move on, my favorite moment from that game is him pulling up from the logo and looking at um Trey Young on the way back. He didn't even watch the ball going from yeah, half that court. is. Right. He looked at Trey Young the whole time. He shot yeah, the ball, he, turned around, and ice grilled Trey Young. Yeah, because he's like, little nigga, you, tr- you think you me and you not. <laughs> That's what that was. You know, nigga, you yeah, think that, you me and you not. That was the, yeah, you need a pow pow. That, yeah, that was, yeah, that, that, was, that was his pow pow. But I, that was, that um, was, yeah. <laughs> in terms of basketball, in terms of uh, tournament, uh, I, I appreciate you gentlemen, but it would be completely immature of me to not address this. We don't got to spend too much time on here. Um, but I just want to get some thoughts. First off, I want to put thoughts and prayers for those uh, in Texas who had to endure uh, such a horrible massacre. And um, even today, there's reports that um, that was not even a week ago, and there was another shooting in Louisiana. So uh, thoughts and prayers to everybody that has been affected by this um just the highlight to me of this whole thing and then i can let everybody else jump in um but for me it takes an undercover cop uh, no off-duty officer who's getting a haircut to get a phone call from his wife that there's an active shooter who doesn't play about his family to basically go down there and do the cops job who were standing around basically for 50 minutes. Um, that's one part of the story outside of so many others that just is like, when you look at it, it's like, wow, this man wasn't even on the scene. He got a call from his wife and because he don't play about his family, he came out, helped some, helped some people to safety and was the person that uh, killed the, the shooter. And it's just that particular piece to me 
uh, stuck out, like I said, on, on top of so many other things. And I want to get this gentleman's name because uh, he is truly a hero. And I hope, um, I hope he's heralded as such uh, going forward in his career and his life, uh, just overall. And before I pass it off to you guys, let me just get this gentleman's name, uh, Jacob Alvarado. Salute to you, sir. Um, yeah, that was stuff that you see in movies and things that uh, superheroes are truly made of. But salute to you, sir, for not only just stepping in for your own family, but for um, saving everybody else's life and ending what could have been a thousand times worse. But I'm going to give you guys the floor uh, to speak on any part you want. You don't necessarily have to if you don't want to, but um, it's just something that we do have to address. Um, yeah, I could start off, you know, uh, it's just another senseless shooting. Um, you know, prayers out to the families and stuff. I can only imagine, especially being being a father myself, a parent. Um, having to worry about your kids going to school. Uh, it's just uh, crazy, crazy times we living in, crazy world. And, you know, uh, like I always say, getting getting home, leaving the house and getting back safely is is, is a underrated blessing uh, because you just never know. Um, so, you know, you just got to live, live every, uh, cherish every moment, you know, try to show love to everyone and, uh, stay prayed up and blessed up, you know, because it's uh, crazy times we live in. Uh, I'll weigh in on that. Um, I think, yeah, I, I mean, to go to what Corey said, it's crazy that it took somebody who wasn't even on the scene and, you know, however much time it may have taken the gentleman, uh, I believe it's Jacob, was, that was his name, right? Jacob, Jacob Alvarado. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So I, I believe that's like it's crazy how Jacob had to stop what he was doing when there was I don't know how many armed officers right outside the classroom who didn't do what they were supposed to and didn't handle the situation appropriately and basically stood there while a number of children were and a teacher, two teachers, were slaughtered at the hands of this guy. So. It's something that as a parent is very uh, triggering and very disturbing because, I mean, we all have kids, uh, except, except for Scott. I mean, you know, Scott, do you have kids? I'm not clear on that, but. Um, I love kids. No, I don't have them, but yeah, I do. No, of course, yeah, I mean, I know you, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's one of those moments where it's like that's scary because that can i mean yeah, it happened in texas but it's happened all over the united states in the past 15 20 years and it's not it's not to say that it's something that you know you can never rule that out as a as a as a it's just like how are we still here you know what i'm saying like how is it that it's 2022 and we've made all of these advancements as a society and yet this is still the one that we stuck on and the one that's reoccurring. And it's, it's babies, man, it's, it's kids. Like, that's like, 
and I've seen, I, man, I've, been, I've even, on public forums, I've seen people try to, you know, advocate for this man's mental health and the mental state that he was in and, you know, try to place that as the reason why this thing still keeps going on. But to me, the second that you target those children, innocent children, that sympathy and all of that goes out the window. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't find it in my heart to feel sympathy for somebody like that. Like, that's, to be quite blunt and frank about it, I could really give a fuck about your mental state because you, you're targeting innocent children who had nothing to do with you being bullied or had nothing to do with, you know, your family being poor or like, you know, like, everybody goes through their challenges and shit like that but that should never be a thought or you know what i'm saying or an outcome or a possibility like just because you're being bullied or you had a hard fucking people have hard days all the time Fact. nobody is saying like oh i had a fucked up day so let me go grab two assault rifles and go shoot up a school or go you know or or go shoot up a supermarket or a church or like you know like this is it's not just the school is, yeah, but it's happening all over the place at these random settings. And it's just like, to me, that is the biggest unexcusable pussy move that you can make. Like, it's just unexcusable. I don't want to hear, like, I don't want to hear about mental health as a, as a, as a cop-out because that's what it is, honestly. When you bring that, it's a very nasty cop-out and it's a very fucking disgusting excuse for you to even try to use that is disrespectful to people who do have mental health problems and are fighting every day and don't do shit like that they're not the people that would rather hurt themselves before hurting another person you know what i'm saying like that's just it's nah i can't his mom's going on tv and trying to nah i'm sorry lady i'm sorry lady i really fuck your son like i don't give a fuck about anything that has to do with that guy I don't feel sorry. If anything, he should have been killed a lot sooner to save those lives. Then, and that's just me being completely honest with it. If you didn't want to be here, and you know that's where you wanted to do, then that's by all means that's on you. But taking those kids' lives, that that that's inexcusable. So, Agreed. Um, I I'll say this. Uh, eventually as a, a society, as a system, however people want to say it is, is that we have to stop expecting stuff to not happen just because of the location and what it is. Um, I would never expect someone to decide to go to a grocery store and shoot up people, but it's happened. I would never expect someone to go to a church and shoot up people, but it has happened. I think we have to stop thinking, oh, this will never happen and, pre- and, prepare, and prepare for it it can happen. Um, I don't know what the solution is as far as the gun laws. Like, I understand why people have them. I think they need to be stricter, but I think there need, it's a two-way street on everything. Um, even if you make gun laws stricter, doesn't mean that it's going to stop violence. Um, it has to be, okay, we fix it in one area, and then we fix it in another area. It's sad to say, but we do need protection and not just mall cops with flashlights, but actual heavy duty security 
in these uh, grocery stores and these churches and these places that we never thought it would happen and actually put some effort into keeping people safe in the even in the most safest places. I don't expect somebody to go to a theme park and shoot, but they can. They can find a way. You didn't expect people to go to a movie theater where people go to watch movies and shoot up stuff. So it's just one of those things where it's so sad and it's so unfortunate because I don't know how you wake up and decide I'm going to go attack an elementary school. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know how you wake up and think about killing someone that not to justify has done vengeance to you or anything like how do you just wake up and say yeah i'm gonna kill somebody today yeah, yeah. but now you take it a step further and you go kill kids yeah but um, you know you know what else is disgusting though bro is the fact that there are people in place to ensure that that doesn't happen and mm-hmm. they they're not doing their fucking jobs like, right agree we've we've, st- we've sat on the sidelines and watched police kill numerous unarmed black people right. numerous unarmed people in general and right. yet here comes a guy who's heavily armed and you motherfuckers waited outside of the classroom for over an hour. Yeah. Like that shit just doesn't make any sense. Never like, happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, you're like, you're, they're super gun happy, super, you know, willing to pull out their firearm without being threatened. But yet the second that you are threatened, now your gun is in your holster and you guys are sitting there for 60 minutes fucking chit chatting about what to do. Like, you could have fired your guns to distract him. You could have fired your guns to, you know what I'm saying? Like there could have been right. a number of different ways that they could have handled the situation. And they just sat, sat at the sideline and that's enraging. That's like, that's. It's horrible. That's, yeah. It's another, it's another layer to this onion that is just like, how, how is, how is that acceptable? Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like we, we talk, we talk about his actions as shooting up the school, but you basically sat there and let him, you allowed this to happen. It was a, it was a choice at that decision, and then right. you're sitting at these press conferences and saying that oh you know maybe we should have handled the situation differently. It was wrong in the moment, dude. Then turn in your fucking gun and your badge. That's something right. that you sign up for when you take this job. You got teachers sacrificing their lives unarmed, and right. somebody is armed. Yeah, you got I agree. A guy, you got a guy who was sitting in a barbershop chair. Right miles away and heard that his child was in danger and made moves so you sitting there on the on the scene while it's happening armed not doing anything like bro i don't know how you can live with yourself after that yeah the the part that uh and uh i'm gonna take us into the light of passions after this but cj the part that kills me um not kills me but um i enjoy about jacob's story is he didn't even have his piece. He took his barbers. Yeah, that's the right. that's the crazy. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. He strolled up to the school. He like it was like, yo, I need what you have because I I don't have time to react and go try to find this. I know my family's in danger, bro. Let me get what you got. I'm going to get my family, bro. Period. I, I, we have three fathers in this room right now. I can't. I I I know both of y'all well enough to know. That's exactly how either of us would have reacted in that situation. It's not about what's, you know, it's not about, you know, it's act first question later at that point. My kid is in danger. I know that there's an active shooter. I'm going to defend my kid. That's it. I'm going to defend any kid. Like, I like, you can't even say that it's just your kid. 
I'm going to defend any child in that situation. There's a shooter and there's children. We all come from that old school era. We all come from that old school area. Kids and women, off limits. Off limits. Off limits. That's just it. That's just it. Yeah, it's... Um, we can do a three-hour pod on this alone, but I haven't had to play this in a while. Uh, Deep, you might like this song. This is my uh, pick up the mood song. I know you two stepping over there. I see you two stepping. I know you two stepping. <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's arguably the theme song for uh, Love and Basketball. <laughs> <laughs> All of you guys have been up here before, so before we go, uh, I'm going to start off with my show that I want. Uh, I usually go last, but I'm going to go first, only because I, it was on tonight, and I want to know if you guys saw it. Um, and one, the, um, 30 for 30. And one. I did not see that yet, but I'm not going to watch that. Nah, yeah. It, it was a big part of CJ. I know you know our lives in New York. Of course, one absolutely. <laughs> and it just like spread to the other parts of the world. But on, um, on ESPN, I'm sure they're going to show it again, but they did a 30 for 30. Um, and it was and one, the original mixtape. And it was really dope just for them to speak to people like Headache, Skip to My Lou, uh, Hot Sauce even. Um, and I just remember- did they, talk, what, did they talk about Escalade? Not in depth. Oh, okay. It was almost just like a grazing over that era of and one where it went from Headache and Skip to My Lou and then right. like ballooned from hot sauce, AO, um, nope. dribbling machine, <laughs> all of those people. So, yeah, that's, that's if, half amazing. Half man, half amazing was on there. Um, but when, when you get a chance, it's, it's a good watch. Uh, Jada, Jada did the, the voiceover for it, and I forgot the the mix between the NBA and streetball when they did that, um, the Jada, when Jada did the Reebok commercial with AI and all those people, like, oh, I yeah. forgot how influential it got to one point for um, streetball to now be, like, mentioned in the same category as the NBA. Yeah. What, else, what movie or show you guys got? Uh, so, uh, Bobby Brown's uh, biography, it's on A&E. That just came out last night, part two's tonight. I'm gonna watch both parts over the weekend. And you know, feel all that is be this throwing his own thing? Huh? Is this his own thing or is this something somebody else doing? Oh, it's uh it's a it's 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 pretty much his own thing. A and E did like a collab with him and stuff. So they talking okay, about his cool. life and stuff like that. You got Usher on there and everybody talking about how great he was and stuff and influence. 
So y'all should watch that, especially CJ, because he be throwing Bobby Brown jokes all the time. Does he talk and, about uh, the does he talk about the karate kick and the jaw rule video? Nah, he'll talk about that. <laughs> he'll talk about that. Oh, and then uh this is us. This is just just finished as oh like the greatest written television show ever. No cap, no cap. Y'all should watch but, that. It's nah, let me tell you television. something. The ending of that must have been good because my girl was crying like a baby after that show finished. So greatest that show had to ever. Be good. Um talking about life. Uh, the the evolving cycle of life and everything like that show is uh, amazing. All right, so my pick, y'all should know what my pick is. Um, <laughs> season four of Stranger Things is underway. Oh yeah, and yeah, it is. So volume one dropped. It's the first seven episodes. Unfortunately, we have to wait. Don't five say anything. Weeks. I'm on the first episode. Listen, of the listen. Unfortunately, we have to wait five weeks for volume two to drop. Um, but volume one is still amazing. Nonetheless, they are doing a great job of tying what the fuck is happening through all of these seasons together. It's all coming full circle. So it's, it's, it's a good watch. I've already watched it. I want to say two times. I'm probably going to start the whole series again to lead up until the volume two, but there's that, um, also, um, what else have we been watching? Um, oh, All American! They just added the 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 newest the new season. The new American spin-off. The spinoff or the or the regular season? The regular season because I don't watch oh, okay. I don't watch CW, so they oh, added the gotcha. new season finally on Netflix. So I'm about to gotcha. binge that too. I'm about to binge um, that too. What else? Have I, oh, if you haven't if y'all haven't seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, go check that. That was fire. Yeah, people. Um, um and last but not least this one is a little bit older but we rewatched it recently and you know with everything going on i think it's an important watch for us as a community is uh time the khalif browder story they got that on netflix now so, i love that khalif browder yeah, story but that's so yeah, another podcast we, yeah yeah exactly facts i think that's something that we should touch on in the future but i recently watched it with my girl my family like everybody sat down and watched it um if you're not privy to the story or you know i don't even want to call it a story i want to say that this young man's life was a legend if you're not privy yeah. to the legend of Kali browder that's something that's very important for you to know uh very important for you to see the effect that his life had on society and uh you know just make yourself aware of what's going on out here in these streets because it is yep. still nasty so yep. cool picks. All right, so I'm going to be the lame guy because I don't watch as much TV as I once to. Um, but I'm a, I'm a rig, real big, big on uh, cult classes. Cult, not cult classes, but early, early black classes. So uh, if you have never seen Wu, Fire. rewatch it. Um, of course I've seen Wu, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please go back and watch uh, Booty Call, uh, Wu. Um, some of those are class. I'm a comedy guy, so those are comedy classics. If you've never seen Wu on this podcast, funniest part I mean, yeah, whoever's listening to this podcast, funniest part is the club. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, how you gonna part. say that and not say Def Jam's How to Be a Player, sir? You gotta throw oh, no, that no, in there. Actually, you know what? That's one of my top. You know what? I don't have, I got rid of HBO Max, but when I first had HBO Max. I watch that movie every day because I think that is by far one of the most oh, yeah. 
comedies mm-hmm. of all they just, time. They just, they just, they just posted on Instagram. It was like a hundred black movies. How many have you seen? I was one hundred for one hundred. Yeah. Of course you were. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Of how to be a player is is is, is one of my favorite comedies. So let, me tell, favorite. let me tell, let me tell, let me tell the audience something. If y'all don't know Deacon, this this man had BET Plus when it was still in his beta. He had the beta for the app. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of the y'all better, okay, y'all, better, y'all better get that BET Plus because the Martin reunion, that's going to be on BET Plus. So make sure you get that BET Plus. Just, just toss your log into the chat so we go over one. Yeah. <laughs> Where no, BT Plus is the only is the only app that's not doing the the multiple password share feed. They not giving you a feed for sharing your password. Netflix losing bread, bro. BT Netflix Plus, man. Fight. Netflix, Netflix been an uphill fight since Disney Plus um came out. Well, no, that's what I told. They Marvel movies and NBC yanked the uh, the all their shows. Netflix been an uphill battle. Let me Netflix. ask y'all a quick question before y'all go. Can y'all foresee in the future Disney Plus yanking from movie theaters and forcing people to subscribe to Disney Plus? Oh, yeah. Plus? I Hell keep telling yeah. people that I think that's going to hope so. I think Listen. that's, but they're going to charge you an arm but then they're going to charge yeah. you, they're going to charge you a brick because you, they not did only it. Will you be paying a Yeah. Not only will you be paying the subscription fee, but you you'll also have to pay for the movie. Yep. For that movie. Now That's it'll be fine. beneficial for people that have families because I only got to pay thirty dollars to watch it and to come from my own Absolutely. home. Absolutely. Compared to going to the movie theaters and paying a buck twenty and paying a buck family. twenty. <laughs> I think it's only a matter of time. Not the strange. Not the strange. I haven't even seen that yet because I was trying to find it on a bootleg because I don't really be going this to movie theaters like that. Wow. Nah, they got they got a crispy they got a crispy bootleg on the fire stick, bro. I got you. I oh, said that's, that's what I seen it. Yeah, that's a fact. I wasn't paying the buck. That's what happened. That's a buck. That's a buck to. Listen, oh, that's a Batman movie. I had to wait till yeah. it went on HBO Max because I was nah. The movie theaters now is a bunch of no snacks, Yo, no snacks. Like, that's... Go, I gotta ask this random question before we go, and and in conjunction of what Deacon just said, what was the first original bootleg you saw in your household? My grandfather was the king of bootlegs. He had all the tapes on 125th Street in his house, all VHS, and I think the first official like bootleg. And I knew it was bootleg was um, Terminator Two. <laughs> what about Terminator you, DJ? Uh, so for me, all right. So here's a funny story. I go, I go way back with bootlegs. But um, I remember my grandmother. Uh, she used to get the movie the movies from the man on One Two Fifth, same as Corey. And um, so the first bootleg that I ever watched that I knew it was a bootleg was Face Off with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Fire. I was a young boy, and she Fire. had the bootleg for that. And then as my teenage years developed and I grew from a young sprout, there was this thing back in New York called the Hot Box. I know, <laughs> Corey, I know what you know what I'm talking about. And uh, basically, it was a it was a, a jailbroken cable box. I used box. to have them. Yeah, facts. Like So it was a jailbroken cable box that came with all the pay-per-view channels. And you basically had access to whatever movies they were showing on pay-per-view 24 hours out the day. You had access to all the fights. You had access to all the adult channels that we was not supposed to have access to. And that was the thing for a, 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 for a while, actually, wasn't it? That was like from what, nine, nine, five, nine, six to like, what, 2000, 
six two thousand seven. Yeah, it was in the nineties because they had yeah. the hot, they had the hot boxes in Boston. Yeah, yeah the hot boxes in Boston too. So was that was that was my thing. So I, if you want to consider that a bootleg, I was in the bootleg game heavy. So I was out there. <laughs> fire, fire, fire! My sister used to she used to get. Uh, this wasn't the first bootleg I saw, but she used to get three movies on one VHS. That's how I got introduced to like the black comedies, like How to Be a Player, Woo, Three Strikes, and all that. But the first official bootleg movie I ever saw in my life was I Got the Hook Up. Wow. Wow. That's a good one. Folks, we're going to, um, I'm going to bring you I was younger. I did. Oh no, no, I was talking about bootleg. So my boy, he had cable. I didn't have cable when I was younger. So for the WrestleManias, he would record them on VHS and yeah. let, me, let me hold that tape. <laughs> yep. So that's how I would watch the WrestleMania. Yeah. My uncle used to do that. I used I would, to get to watch the pay-per-views on Monday after school. <laughs> yep. Monday after school. Monday was the day we would get yep. together and watch the pay-per-views. That's a fact. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. My uncle, Fire. My uncle Pito used to used to tape the the, the yeah. WWE ones, the WCW events, and then he used to even tape the death matches in Japan and let us watch them shits when we was young. So I was already hip to oh, all the chainsaw match. Yeah, he was wilding. That yeah, my uncle Pito was crazy like that. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I'm a, I'm gonna bring you three of you up here again. We're gonna have uh, uh, some more trash talk, or maybe even after this week's rounds. We can double back uh, and do a recap. I'm with it. I'm with it. You know, I'm always next like that. But appreciate you, gentlemen. Fine, fine. We'll let y'all go. Ahead, uh, finish always up the evenings. Uh, as always, get your excuses ready for Monday love, love. Um, or the week. Don't got to wait till Monday. Use, it, use your time off, people. You, you got the days <laughs> for a reason. Use your time off. That's but, a Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna holler at you, gentlemen. Uh, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. One. Love you too, bro. Love you too, bro. Catch y'all. Have a good Peace. night, fellas. One.